questions. History. Religion. Grace. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Rachel. Join us as we talk about our favorite TV shows and movies and point out grace. With some interesting twists and a little humor. You're listening to Who's Saying Grace. Welcome to Who's Saying Grace. We have a special guest with us today, Jen. And um, Sarah and Jen and I were just having a little pep session before uh, we jumped on. But I first, um, Jen, I'm going to, I mean, I met Jen through a health community that I'm in, but I would love for you to tell us, you know, some of the important things about you that you love to share with our audience and, (laughs) um, and yeah, but Jen and I, Jen and I met and had an instant connection. Um, We've had some good chats here and there, and then definitely good laughs. And (laughs) we were just talking before we got on here, how important community is and how that helps us to grow. I loved how you said that, Sarah. Um, And so, yeah. So Jen, welcome. Oh, I'm excited. Honored to be here. Welcome. (laughs) Uh, Really great to be here. Thank you guys both for having me. Thanks for creating a space that I could come and hang out in too. Um, yeah, monumental. I'm not, I'm not as put together as you guys are. So thanks for being on the, on the ball for that. (laughs) Um, a little bit about me. Um, gosh, Mm -hmm. I, I need to get a lot better at my, like, here I am and who I am. Um, it's very dynamic, but now at this today, who are you today? (laughs) Today in this season, I am. (laughs) Love it. I love it. I am Dr. Jen. I'm a chiropractor and a holistic doctor. Uh, specializing in Ayurvedic practices and chiropractic care. So trying to really work with the power of the human body and help celebrate that through healthy habits, healthy lifestyle choices, as well as healthy community building, which I think is all integral in creating um, a body that is free of dis-ease. So that's kind of what I'm about in this season. Uh, I'm also a pretty seasoned yoga teacher of 15 years. I specialize in Ashtanga yoga, which is a more traditional style. It's a little more athletic and acrobatic. Um, I've shared that with oh. uh, uh, with Rachel. That was one of our bonding I sessions. Do it. I still do it. I <laughs> you got my still do. Like right over there in my room. Yeah, absolutely. I love to hear it. I nice. love to hear it. You know, if some yoga is better than none yoga, that's always what <laughs> yeah. I tell people. <laughs> and most people do none, right? Like. Yeah. So even yeah. if you just sit on the floor and you're like, I'm going to do yoga and then you don't, that's still better than not doing it. Right. So hmm. it's all baby steps. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. It doesn't always have to be a 90 minutes practice with headstands, right? Like it can really just be, did I show up for myself today? That can be my yoga. Did I go for a walk? Cause I didn't feel like staying in my house on a mat. Okay, great. Cool. You built some healthy habits for spinal hygiene into your life. That could be your yoga. Um, and we could talk about yoga philosophy and things like that later, but that's a big part of who I am as well. And then another big part of me that I share with people is my food culture. Um, I have a very powerful story with cancer and uh, I'm a cancer warrior and uh, found my way back to health through food, chiropractic and yoga. So I like to uh, share those three modalities of pillars of health for people um, because I see them help everyone I share them with. So I just have found it my mission in life to make sure people know about those three ways to empower yourself. A lot of them are free. A lot of them are accessible without money or insurance. I know in our uh, pre-show chat, we were talking a bit about the complications of having insurance. And here Mm -hmm. here are three ways you could help yourself 
and you don't even have to get into the sticky business of insurance. So um, that's so my save job. Us, and uh, save chiropractic again. Yeah, chiropractic, okay, chiropractic care, um, yoga, and really just movement, healthy movement. But yoga is my movement that I like to share. Um, and then mm-hmm. food, a good food culture for yourself okay. and for your family. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. We can unpack that later. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so yeah, those are those. Jen are the was in the I'm circus about. too. <laughs> oh yeah, there's I know there's things what? we forget about. <laughs> we need to did... we need to we have to like hit on that for just a second. So that so that was my season now. Yes, who I am. I did have another season where I was a circus performer, professional circus artist. I did fire hoop, um, multiple hula hoops. I did acrobatics. I did trapeze and aerial silks. Um, all kinds of entertainment. I was just an entertainer. Um, I would say that my skill set was very vast, but my number one talent that I had was I can own the stage. I can just perform. Um, I may not be the most polished dancer. I may not be the best aerialist, (laughs) but I can like put on a show and you're going to leave being like, that was a good show. (laughs) So that's what I did. (laughs) So that's what I did for like, you know, how did uh, did you get started in that? Um, I had a health crisis, uh, really, it's the short version. Um, and I used aerial silks and circus arts to rehabilitate my body and mm. just found it shaped my body and it shaped my mind in such a way that I was like, what is this? Where has this been? I've never known about this. I thought you had to be born into the circus to do this stuff. Um, and I just really dove into it. Previous to that, another season, I was a professional actress and singer. Um, and so I knew how to perform. I knew how to market myself. I knew how to, you know, go to auditions and set up websites and, you know, have like that professional performance. Um, I don't know, meat and potatoes that you need to, to make it. Um, and I just transferred that to my circus arts now. And it was such a new industry. And because I was such a professional already, I just was like in the right place at the right time with the right charisma. And I just was able to kind of make a career for myself um, in an emerging market. Like now I feel like there's circus groups everywhere and, you know, every wedding you go to as a circus artist and, you know, 10 years Hmm. ago, wasn't like that. Um, It's much different now. So, um, but back then it was a newer market and I really just loved being a part of kind of teaching other people, other circus artists, as well as performing and sharing that art with people who'd never seen it before. We have a, how far did you travel with it? Um, coast to coast in America, never, oh, well, really? that's not true. And I, I did a trip to Mexico once that was for a, a commercial where I was okay. hooping. <laughs> so I guess I went international. <laughs> nice. Woo. I, we have a Cirque downtown in, in, um, oh, yeah. I've, I've always wanted to check it out. I have a couple friends that are in it and I follow them on social media and I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah, go check it out. It's an it's an amazing celebration of the human body. Like I just watch other performers and I'm just like, wow, like you guys make that look so effortless. And <laughs> it's like storytelling with your body. Like, wow. That's <laughs> it's really good, impressive. That's a good lead in. So Jen, one of the things I love is um, on social media with you is I always feel, I mean, I always laugh definitely when I hop on your social media, and I'm like, <laughs> you get me to think, which I love. And that's one of the things that on our, mm-hmm. on this podcast, we want people to question and think and wonder and not be stuck in their own bubble of thinking that they are, their way is the only way, the right way forever and mm-hmm. ever. Sarah brought it up. She had in church, they had talked about being fully persuaded. And we really mm-hmm. like that word here. Like right now I'm fully persuaded this. 
Um, so when I'm, when I'm on your social media, you a get me to question. I love that. You make me laugh. You're engaging. And, and then I love your connection to nature. I know that's really big to you. In fact, right now we had, I got the wrong lesson learned. I need to make sure I know what time zone people are in. Jen's so close that I always just think we're on the same time zone, but just that little line right there. We're we're worlds apart, I guess. And you were hiking. So, um, which I I wasn't shocked. But I think <laughs> for me in Christianity, um, one thing you talked about food being a big thing and mm-hmm. we talked about, you know, with nature and science and all those things, I feel like there's a disconnect in Christianity. Like it gets to be, I don't know, Sarah, if you think this too, but I feel like we don't, t- we talk about all these things that people should do and they get on, you know, Christians are upstanding for these things and these, and I'm like, can we also, you know, what about the science and the food and the things we're putting in our bodies and all that's so spiritual to me. So with you being a doctor, um, I know we had a great conversation in the car. I would love to hear a little bit, like if we can kind of set this up, I'd love to hear your past, um, growing up, what your Mm -hmm. religious, um, sort of background is and kind of where you saw some changes and then maybe how today, how you're seeing things, um, how you're fully persuaded right now, because, um, I know we have a lot of the same beliefs just when we were talking and, you know, a lot of, a lot of my, my core center is, is Christ on the cross and the body of Christ. I mean, that's where I am, but there's a lot of stuff that, you know, I'm just irritated. I think Sarah too, I don't want to speak for her, <laughs> um, but just things that I'm going, it just didn't, it didn't work for us in the way mm. that's a traditional way, but there are beautiful things. And so I'm working on not being judgmental of the church. Cause I'm not very good at that right now. And I totally, sure. admit, um, cause I'm just frustrated. I'm not all the way there and I'm, re- you know, I'm recovering from that and trying to <laughs> and figure that out, but I get frustrated. Cause I'm like, I just want you to see what I see. And of course that's not, that's not grace at all. So. Right. Sarah, did you kind of feel in the same thing or. Well, definitely the questioning and just, um, allowing people to question, question everything. And I think kind of our goal here is to help people see that there are other ways, there are other answers that if you don't like the canned answers that traditional Christianity or traditional beliefs are giving you, there are other answers. Um, Mm. So we're just here to give another answer for those people who are searching. So if you're questioning, you um, maybe can't make the way your religious upbringing kind of unfolded for you. If you can't make that work for you, there might be some other answers. We might have some answers for you or, or just another perspective. Yeah. So I don't know, Jen, um, we call it our like religious trauma <laughs> because we yeah, were it is raised trauma. We're very traditionally. Yes. So we'd love to hear, you know, how you were raised, where you stand with some of your belief and spiritual systems, because we think that's a huge part of our health, of our mental health, you know, um, so plays a huge part. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I'll start off with my religious trauma. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, There's there's very minimal trauma. I didn't have like a very traumatic um, experience with religion, but I was raised Christian. Um, 
pretty, pretty like devout Christian every Sunday, whether I was with, um, I had a separated family, mom and dad. Um, but no matter what, who I was with on Sundays, we were going to church. Um, and I remember just like being in like a kid in Sunday school and coloring pictures, you know, not really absorbing too much, um, but really learning just that like, wow, I like the way I feel when I'm at church playing with the church kids. Mm. I like the way I feel when um, we're at, you know, the church dinners and the other church kids are there. I like playing with those kids. Like those are the things that I really noticed. I didn't take a lot of the Bible verses home as like a seven-year-old. Um, and so that was kind of the thing I just took with me in so maybe even like 10 or 11 or the teens and then when I was a teenager my poor mother just equipped me with like an attitude and like independence and like thinking for myself (laughs) and so I just started to be like why are we going to church like what is this why am I eating this cracker like I just I really had a lot of questions Mm -hmm. that I felt like I I pro I was programmed I went through these motions I was obedient did the thing dip your head in the water like I did these things but I, I don't know that I consented or really knew what I was doing um and just started to question like why why are we here like couldn't we be hiking on Sundays (laughs) yeah whatever like like what like what do we do here is God have to be inside this dark church is this what we is this what religion needs to be Mm. just like you guys were saying like I, I needed a place where I could question and this was a part where like my dad was very much like no way churches every Sunday non negotiable and I was like okay and so then the next Sunday with mom, I was like, hey, I don't really feel like doing this. So like, I, I don't even remember. It was pretty organic. And my mom was kind of like, sure, we can stay home. Like, cool. Hmm. Like, <laughs> I, I was doing this for you. Like, <laughs> you know, I think, and I think she was, I think she was good just, point. you know, I've seen yeah. mom, like yeah. I want my kid to be raised in a good place and around, you know, around Morals good kids. And like, values, the morals yeah. and values. Yeah. And I think yeah. I took the morals and values from that that entire experience of my childhood. That is what I took. I didn't take any of the nasty stuff you hear on the news. I didn't take any of the, you know, Bible thumping. None of that stuff did I take with me. I just took like, wow, what a pleasant community. Um, and mm-hmm. great lessons. I remember being in church and like hearing the lessons and being like, ah, yes, do the right thing. Like choose, what would Jesus do? He would choose to do the right thing, not the easy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the things that I took with me. And I'm so grateful for that. Because then as I like quit going to church, I started to, uh, in high school, my friends had church events and I was like, well, I want to be cool. You know, you're in high school. (laughs) You just want to fit in. You're not, Mm -hmm. you're not really thinking about Jesus. You're not. Maybe some people are, but I I wasn't. Um, I was like, oh, this is the social thing. Cool. Let me go to the Baptist social thing. And I was like, oh, Baptist church. This is different. Um, Okay. Let me go to the Catholic service. Okay. This is Catholic church. Okay. Um, I didn't know that I'd be doing so much working out. Cool. <laughs> um, it was just, it was great as a high school. Cause I got to kind of just see all these different religions. My best friend growing up was Jewish. So I got to experience that culture as well. Um, and even a deeper understanding wow. of that culture because we were best friends. We spent Hanukkah and Christmas together and, you know, birthday, mm. all that stuff. So, um, I was just really like grateful that I got to grow up in a very mm. open, like religious experience and there was zero pressure of like, you got to pick one or um, what's your relationship with God? Like no mm. one in my life ever demanded that of me. Um, my mom, my dad, nobody. Like there was more just like, go mm. find what works for you. Like we really just want you to have faith and have a belief and not be a lost soul. If it's Buddhist, awesome. If it's Christians, 
awesome. We really just want you to be a part of a good community that shapes good people. And that's, I'm so grateful Mm. that that's kind of how I grew up. Um, And I'm still in search of that. And Christianity is not out. I'm still a big fan of a lot of it. (laughs) Um, And that's part of, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. And that's part of my evolution is I'm still learning and I'm learning to trust the church a little bit more. And those things that I'm like, you know, it has to be this way. If you're going to be a Christian, I'm like, wait, I'm found, I'm finding other Christians that say it doesn't have to be that way. And they're loving and accepting and living the ways that I you know, want to live. So maybe there is room for both. Right. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm on a similar path, I think, as, as both of you ladies, as well as I'm sure a lot of your listeners too. And it changes in like three months. I might feel totally different. (laughs) I might be like, yeah. no, it's all, yeah. it's all about Jupiter. Jupiter's in charge. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think um, you brought up some really good. Um, I'm trying to like process everything I you know. said. Um, it's very similar, but it is very similar, but there are some things that really stuck out to me. And as we've been talking with other people, I think, a very common thread is, um, you said you loved, like as a kid, you loved the way you felt in mm. church or in that community. And it's a huge deal. Like community. Um, we had David Hayward on here. He's also known as naked pastor. And he said that, <laughs> um, love that. yeah, he's a good one to go check out. <laughs> I love that. But you would love his talked so about, I can already tell. I probably you like would, <laughs> you would, <laughs> But he talked about how, where can you go and what club can you go to that meets all of your needs? Mm. And church is one of those clubs that you can go to and it, it meets all of your needs in a way yes. that nobody else can do. And that's something great that church does. Yes. And then you have the other side of church that then <laughs> also gets into the issues that causes us the trauma. So mm. we're trying to figure out where's that happy medium that we can have a place, but we are kind of finding out though, that there, you maybe should not be getting your needs met from one place. And we're kind of maybe figuring out that's the problem. We're still kind of trying to understand it. But for right now, we're thinking that, um, I love how you talked about, you were a, you were so diverse in your religious, um, community when you were young you got to see a lot of different religious communities. And Mm -hmm. I think that was really great that you were able to do that because I think a lot of um, religious people are very scared of that and they hold on Mm. to their kids very tightly and they don't want them to see any other type of religion or community for fear that they will lose them. Right. So they have to have that community that meets all of their needs so that they won't lose them to a different community. But honestly, we're finding out that maybe you should have lots of little communities to be a part of that meet different needs. So that way you've got this bigger umbrella instead of one single umbrella that kind of controls you. Yeah, absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, if, if you've heard the phrase, if you love them, let them go. Um, truly like if you, if you love your kids, like let them fall, let them explore, let them Mm -hmm. go to like an anarchist event and like come back and talk to you, like have a, have a relationship with your kids so they can come back and be like, yo, this is what this was about. What do you think? You know what I mean? You want that. Yes. 
what you don't want is to have distance and to be like, you must be a Christian. You must go to church on Sunday. It's kind of like my dad. Um, you know, he was like, no, this is the way. And you know what happened? Other layers. There were many other reasons. But I also mm-hmm. quit seeing my dad as much. I quit spending time with him. And he put that mm-hmm. space between us because he was so adamant about his principle. And all it did was teach me that, like, wow, if I want to explore things, I'm going to go hang out with my mom. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> as, a, as, as a kid, right? Like, you're, you're not as, like, you're not a 27-year-old dynamically processing information. You're nine, and you're like, uh, I like the kids at church, and mom lets me go explore. That, that's how you live your life and make choices. Um, yeah. And, gr- and thankfully, I was raised in a home where I could make some choices for myself. Like, hey, I don't feel like doing this sunday thing can i go wednesday night to church yeah mm-hmm. that works better for everyone's schedule cool um you know like it's i think there's got to be some risk taking not i'm not a parent so you know maybe i'm speaking out of turn yeah. but it's got to be a little risk taking with no. your kids um and even with your friends and your community of like mm-hmm. um i had a really good friend that was like a dev- devout christian and I tried to open up a conversation with her about, you know, like, hey, it's not, I don't have to believe the same level of intensity in Christianity as you. It doesn't mean I'm going mm-hmm. to hell. I, I promise you, like, I'm living the best right. life I can in God's eyes, like doing the best I can by him in every move mm-hmm. I make, every choice I make, um, every interaction I have. And for her, she was just like, nope, not good enough. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and man, now I put a bunch of distance between our friendship and it's like, why are we so principled? Does that how you get to heaven being principled and cutting people off? Right. I, we missed it. I think we missed it. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of what you said there, I hope, I hope <laughs> parents are listening too. I hope that our <laughs> parents out there are listening, that they don't have to fear our kids making, our kids are going to make bad choices. Yeah, and they that's will. okay. They must. And they're they must. but guess what? They're going to make good choices too. I think we forget that. We don't mm. we're so scared yeah. of them messing up that we we don't even comprehend the fact that guess what? They can make really good choices too. Our kids surprise us and they make good choices. So yeah. let's be there when they mess up and be like, let's let's help them, let's catch them when they mess up and and show them how to get back up and try again. Yeah. Instead of shaming them. (laughs) Exactly. Making you feel bad or punished or, I mean, you know, and sometimes that's just, maybe that's your parents' interpretation of the text, right? Like there's a lot of ways Mm -hmm. we can interpret the text depending on the church you go to can determine how that trickles down to your children. So, and maybe that's what it was. Like my dad went to a very like Southern Baptist church. It was very principled. And that just may have trickled down in a way that wasn't helpful. Whereas my mom's Christian uh, mentality trickled down in a way that maybe birthed the doctor. Like all I do is question things now. Right. So maybe it was Mm. one of the best gifts she ever gave me, not letting me go to church that Sunday. I found this path to the circus and doctorhood and, you know, a dynamic (laughs) life. (laughs) I didn't, you know, I didn't. It's so yeah, funny. I, my parents' probably worst fear was that I would run away and join the circus. The circus. <laughs> You're every right, circle back. fear. Circle back now. I'm a doctor. I did both. I know. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So all the parents out there listening, it is okay if your child joins the circus because eventually you never know. They may be a doctor. <laughs> They're going to be like, who is this Dr. Jen? <laughs> I need to see her credentials. What is going on? <laughs> I love, I love that. Um, 
Who knew we'd get some parenting advice today? I, I know a- from, sorry, yeah. no offense to any parents. I'm not a parent, but I'm but- a doctor and work with parents. I'm a daughter, um, you know. Like- exactly. But I, I think you shared your experience about your parents. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I, I was a kid. Well, I still yeah. am a kid sometimes. <laughs> I like, um, I mean, it's causing me to think about things. I have, I have one daughter, you know, and we have a lot that we, um, that we deal with. And, you know, this, the podcast usually helps me because a lot of my thoughts go to her, um, mm. you know, because, um, it's, it's a big, huge part of my life right now, you know, and, and that balance of she's a teenager, you know, and out of, out of high school teenager. And that is a really hard, Sarah and I talk about this a lot. Mm. It's like you hit 18 and you're like, well, that's it. I'm grown. (laughs) Here I go. I've arrived. We've all had that (laughs) feeling. Yes. And how do you balance, you know, and I've talked about this too. My daughter has a tattoo on her forearm of the scales which, because I always tell her, have okay, whole life, we've got to make sure we're balanced. We've got to make sure we're balanced so much that she was like, okay. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I need to also listen and go, you know, I wished I would have, it's right now, this is an aha moment for me of going, I tell her to balance all the time. And while I'm balancing my life, am I taking that tiny bit and balancing her with me? Not like my, mm. whole, you know, because I always think in general, I always think of like these whole, mm. like, is my life balanced? But yeah. is it, the little things like you got the, you know, here's my life and here's the things in my life. Are those spokes each? Am I having mm. in those, you know, like, so in my mm. parenting with my child, I'm trying to do better in that balancing, mm. you know, and, and Macy is not the same spiritual She's not, she doesn't believe the same things I believe at all. And, you know, there's parts of me that will have that fear, but then just more and more, you know, I have a lot of people in my life that aren't, that don't believe the same things I believe. And, you know, even Christians that don't believe whatever it is. And I, mm-hmm. I've come to a space more where I'm like, it's okay. But if you would have told me this when I was like heavy in the church, volunteering, taking Macy to the clothing pantry that we set up, like, you know, volunteering for everything. When we were at church, like five nights a week, at least, you know, or five days a week, at least and going, um, she's not going to be a believer. I'd have been like, (gasps) (laughs) let me change that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I just kind of went, it's okay. Like, you know, and especially going, I don't, you know, a lot of what we believe is is, is faith. We have faith in that. And we, I, Sarah, you know, mm-hmm. I, have no, I cannot prove to you that what I believe is true. I can't prove it to you. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so there's parts of me the other day, I was told Sarah, you know, I'm like, I'm not afraid to question stuff. I'm not afraid. I'll look at this and I'll go, oh my gosh, this is like some very, like, what do I believe? Like, this is weird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I literally think that God came here in human form which I do think Jesus is human form of God and like did some stuff was trying to convince the Jewish nation didn't work out sacrificed you know he's got some people on his right and left he's like you're saved too come with me and like you know <laughs> and then this big rock moves and he's not there and I mean like you say that out loud of things and you're like yeah, we should make a movie of this <laughs> crazy yeah. um, like, fantasy. But, but but yet right now where I am, 
how I'm believing it not necessarily coupled with feels and makes just not just the feelings, but it makes the most sense as I'm going, trying to figure out what is the purpose of being here? You know, and I love Sarah's always like, whatever we're doing, you know, there's a lot, some of it I can make sense of, but some of it I'm just like, all right, dude, here we go. And it's like, <laughs> we, we believe we're going to use it later. It may not make sense now, but something, you know, in the after, mm. not earth side, but heaven side, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's really kind of that kind of stuff when I start thinking about that. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> like, this isn't it. Like, I don't want to believe that you're, this is just, it's too grand. It's too big. It's too amazing to think that when we die, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of think that, um, that there is a truth out there, like a definite truth. I don't think anybody has the corner on the truth. <laughs> they may think that they do. The market. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I got think, the cheat code. <laughs> right. So I think that the truth is there and we can find it, but you're more than likely not going to find it just by yourself. You need, we need, that's why everybody is so different in our personalities, in our talents, in our just the way we think and everything that we do, we're so different. There's a purpose for that. So I think we mm. all see things differently. We all hear things differently. We interpret things differently. And I think that when we come together and we talk about it and we explore each other's um, thoughts, how you're raised, like how you're conditioned, kind of separate some of that and look at that as a big picture that's where we're going to find the truth in whatever, you know, religion, spirituality. So I'm not afraid to let my kids, yeah, go to those, go to other churches, go to other belief systems, go look at them, study it out or whatever, see what it looks like, feels like, and then let's compare it all. Maybe there's a lot of Buddhism that can be added to Christianity to make it better. Or maybe there's some things in Christianity that can be added to like the Islam faith or, you know, all of that. I think that we can sort of see pieces of the truth and everything. Let's, let's make, let's make it better. Let's really see how these interpretations are and look and at it but the biggest thing is just quest questioning we need to question mm. it and how yeah. similar they are in so many ways a lot of belief mm -hmm. and if we get out of our own way we might see that how similar right. things are and how the core belief of what it is um so jen as you're you get to meet a lot of people mm -hmm. and i would assume in your practice that you know, it's hard to, people don't necessarily separate their spirituality from, I I hope people are putting their spirituality and their healing together. Am I making together. Sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like when you're, when people are coming in, that's, that's gotta be kind of a unique thing in your practice because you aren't, and, and just to be, you know, full transparent. Sure. I, I, I follow along the same, a lot of the same guidelines and beliefs that Jen does in the health world. And so, you know, we, um, you know, give us our tinfoil hats or whatever you want to do, but, <laughs> the, um, you know, what I like is that 
when I've gone to my new doctors that I'm going to now, I'm in there for like an hour, especially on that first visit. It's like an hour and a half, hour and 20 minutes. It's amazing because they're taking in all of me. So I would assume in your practice, I know sometimes after you have your first patient, it might be shorter visits because you're getting to know one another, but that's got to be really you're a very mindful person. I'm going to get to my actual question. You're <laughs> mindful, and I love that. I see you thinking whenever I'm whenever I'm around you. I feel you processing and thinking and wondering. Like I feel that energy from you for sure, and not just this knee jerk. I think you're listening to people. So I think that's got to be a beautiful, beautiful part of your practice. Um, and I could imagine coming in. Do you feel like that? I mean, I've just kind of set us up for an appointment, like taking people's spirituality and, and, and all of them, which I, which I think is important just in life in general, when we meet people, even in the grocery line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And I think, um, I think one of my superpowers is probably my superpower and maybe one of my biggest detriments is I'm, I have no problem being confrontational, um, <laughs> mm. which is a pretty good quality you want in your doctor because your doctor is going to help you confront all the shit you've been doing that sorry pardon my language um <laughs> you're good oh, true <laughs> it but the stuff you've been doing that has brought your health down to bring you into the doctor's office right so you don't want someone in the, mm-hmm. in the doctor position to be like oh you're doing a great job and just keep up the good like you do want that but really you want someone to be like why are you doing all of these things that are detrimental and getting in the way of your goals And that's the kind of doctor I want to be. Mm -hmm. So for me, like, I just love that I led and I let that lead with my, like how I doctor. And because I'm so blunt and I'm so transparent and I'm very much just like, hey, why are you here? How can I help you? How can I be an asset to your health? People are really responsive to that because like you said, you know, you go to the doctor now and you get a couple minutes with them. Maybe they listen to you. Maybe you get a, a, you know, prescription for something and you're like, but that's not why I'm here. Right. You didn't get listened to. So I know that um, I only have a few minutes with my patients as well, but I get straight to it. I'm like, we don't have time for talking about the weather. Like, why are you here and how can I change your life? Um, And Mm. when you come with that directness and that certainty of like, I'm here to help Mm. you and let's get to it. A lot of people just the floodgates open, the vulnerability, the shield drops, like, because they get it. They're like, I've been neglecting myself so long. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, this doctor may, confronted it with me because that's what I've needed. I've literally been in denial about my health to the point where now like I have numbness in my hands, both hands. Um, yeah, I've had some neck stiffness for 10 years that I haven't done anything about. Um, you know, sure. It's always these stories, but, um, the vulnerability comes from that like shame of I haven't taken care of myself and here's a doctor who listens and maybe she can help me. So that's a big part of my practice is that like listening. Um, And (laughs) you can ask my staff, I'm always, always running behind because I create space and time for crying, for hugging, for laughing, for, you know, tell me about your kid's sport or like all those things that are part of the healing process. Right. Um. Yeah, my even my coaches, like my regional coaches, like you could see more people if you didn't take so long. And I'm like, don't care. <laughs> I love it. Like I'm seeing the people in the way I want to see them, and that's how many people I will see. Period. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like, um, you know, I'm picturing people coming in and just like Sarah and I've been talking about of of listening and accepting and not feeling like 
okay, this person isn't thinking like me. They're not doing, you know, cause that's hard. You've got a, you've got a place where you are. And I know, you know, you're hopeful for people to be there because you know, some of those things work, but also we talk about, you said it, I don't know if it was in our pep talk or at the beginning of this, that we're all different. And Sarah, you said it too. Yeah. So not mm-hmm. one size fits all for everybody. And so, you know, a lot of times we'll go in somewhere and it's like, oh, I have anxiety. Okay, here, we're going to try, you know, this is my first remedy rather than, okay, well, also, let me ask you these five pillars. Are you doing this? You know, those things. So sure. Coming in, having to look at a patient and accept, you know, go, okay, here's where they are. Here's who they are rather than one size fits all, I guess is kind of, and I think that's what we want to create the culture in our podcast is that not one size fits all. So even though Sarah and I are giving these opinions and giving, uh, you know, when we talk about a TV show or we have a guest on or anything, we, you know, and heck, we've, I don't know how many do we have, like 20 some, 20 episodes now, 22, somewhere around. Oh gosh, probably. I don't know if I I haven't kept. We're in our twenties for sure, but you go, Mm-hmm. Let's go look at episode one. Do I think about, do I believe the same things I was saying? Because we also want <laughs> right. to reserve the right to change their mind. Yeah. Just because you, I mean, I can change my mind in a day after listening to somebody else and right. go, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Have you had anybody come into your life where you were like, I totally believe this. This is what I think. And then all of a sudden you have this conversation and you're like, whoa. That really, I don't know if you can think of anything I'm trying to, or is it just like a bunch of little progressions that that kind of stuff happens? Do you have anything that? Yeah. Like, so, like someone who's come into my life and changed my life. Something that stuck out that made you just go, whoa. Okay. Yeah. That, <laughs> that changed my view. I'm presumably yeah. now. Absolutely. Um, gosh, I can think of millions of times, but there's one time in school I remember. Um, and you know what? I don't even know if I've told this classmate. I should reach out to her and let her know she impacted me this way. But she was giving, uh, she yes. was like giving a presentation in a class about something um, and answering questions. And it was something to the tune of like, yeah, she had read in a class that like, oh, as you age, you will have arthritis in your joints. And she had said some comment like, uh, I guess it has to be that way. Like, and in my mind, I thought, oh, yeah, I just assumed as you aged, you get arthritis because wear and tear and blah, blah, blah. But she w- she went on to kind of talk about like, not really, like if you take care of your body and you decrease your mechanical wear and tear, and this is chiropractic school. So she was presenting like the benefits of chiro. Um, you know, we see, you know, 90 year olds that are training for half marathons and have minimal arthritis. So you don't have mm-hmm. to accept these like, oh, you're getting old, you get arthritis. That's why you have knee pain. Or you have knee pain because you sit in a recliner all day and you don't challenge your body to work. That could be why you have knee pain, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, everyone mm-hmm. is different. Everyone is different. There's no cookie cutter reason that your knee pain is here or cookie cutter reason that there's numbness and tingling in your hands. Um, and that's and that's a big part of that listening because if you listen, you can figure out, oh, why? What's the root cause of that issue? So we don't have to give you the cookie cutter oh, here, try this and try this. Oh, those didn't work. Here, go down the cascade of, well, you know, let's see what help, helps this person. Instead, and that's one of the benefits of chiro care is we get right to the root cause. Boom, let's get right to the business. Yeah. Um, and we see bigger impacts. And then you teach people, you know, teaching people um, how to take care of themselves, really. of just like, mm-hmm. wow, that was something I could have managed alone. I'm glad I went to that chiropractor. The next time this comes up, I'm going to try to do some stretches first and see if that helps. Mm. Okay. It did. And I need to go in cool. But if we could start teaching everybody these things, whether it's 
Um, stuff we learn at church, stuff we learn from the doctor, stuff we learn from wherever. We need to start creating this new culture of questioning and do it yourself and and find mm-hmm. out. Let your, let your kids fail. Let them try it and fail, right? Because when we don't do that, we're really missing the biggest part of um, how to evolve through life, which is strengthening who we are and our center. And if we're not knowing who that is by asking questions, then we are just like these empty vessels and we do need to gravitate towards something really extreme, like severe Christianity. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have it. We're, we're hollow. We don't have anything to fill us and who we are. It's making me yeah. think that's making me think before we go, I know we're, um, we're getting close to time, but I want to touch on for sure. That made me, it's a great transition. Yoga. <laughs> so a lot of people, when they are in a certain religion, yoga can come off as, oh, that's, now you're getting into like crazy stuff. Like I'm not bringing that Satan up in here or whatever it is. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I love when I do actually get to have a wonderful yoga session, I'm probably the most connected to God for me in yoga because I quiet everything. And a Mm. lot of times, even when I'm in church, I'm constantly thinking it's the one time you know, even when I'm reading my Bible, um, which I started again, woo, um, <laughs> texting Sarah, I'm like, wait a minute, already on like the second chapter, I was like, the questions already, questions already. Um, <laughs> she's my guru that I go to because she's I so love cool. it. But, you know, I'm in my yoga practice is when I, and I don't do it enough, like in my opinion, enough. I wished I, I want to make more time for it and I need to be more mindful of doing that. But that connection because I quiet everything and you know how have you have you ever had anybody approach understanding like that yoga can't if they're Christian or they're or they're Muslim or they're Jewish or just because it has a Buddhist background I mean you you see what I'm saying like how do you have you had encountered anybody going oh I can't do that that's against my religion Uh, yes, yes. I actually, um, I had a really good friend that I was like, Hey, come to my yoga class. And she was like, for a long time, she just was like, Oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. And I was like, you're not busy. Like, why, why, confrontation. why won't you come? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, confrontation, right? Don't be my friend if you can't be. <laughs> I will call you out. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I was like, just come to my yoga. I was like, I've been asking you for, you know, months. Um, do you not, are you like intimidated? I was like, it's a beginner class. And she was like, no, I'm not intimidated. I just don't believe in it. And I was like, okay, I've never heard that. Um, it's like, I don't mm. believe in fitness. Like, I don't believe in movement. I don't believe in Tai Chi. Like, what do you mean? Uh, so, I, so I asked, I was just like, let's ask questions. What don't you believe in? And what is there to not believe in? It's not a religion. So tell me, wait, what is there to not believe in? And she's like, well, it is a religion. And I was like, oh, tell me what you know about yoga then. Cause you know, I'm an expert. So tell me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she was just like, well, you know, I don't know much, but I can, I know that it's a very spiritual practice. And I was like, yeah, I was like, but it's not a religion. And I just want you to be really clear about that because that's a big controversy in the yogic world hmm. is, is it a religion? Is it this? Is it? And there's still, there's no definitive people will debate all day. Um, I think it's a philosophy. It's a lifestyle. It's a philosophy mm. of how you could choose to clean your vessel and make sure you're a conduit for whatever you want to throw flow through you, right? Whether that's Christianity, mm. whether you're a CFO of a big Fortune 500 company, whether, you know, like whatever your purpose is, you want to be clean for your vessel so you can function your highest, right? 
yoga mm-hmm. can help you do that. And that's what I love about it. it's universe universality, universal. We're making up words. We're so confrontational anyway. <laughs> so, you know, there's, it can help so many people. Um, and so I, I dive, dove deeper and was just like, what is it about yoga that like turns you off? And she was like, well, you have these poses like warrior one. What are you fighting about? And I chuckled a little because I was like, wow, I've never thought of it that way. I've never thought of yeah, like warrior being sense. this negative, like, like war, you know, I thought of it more of like being strong in who you are. Strong. This, yeah. The pose mm-hmm. is literally challenging your joints in ways that are counterintuitive. It's making you do external internal rotation at the same time. And it's, it's a very hard pose. Mm-hmm. And so that was for me, it was like, that was the war it was just not falling over in the <laughs> but <laughs> right right <laughs> but here's this like this really very like deeply spiritual christian view of like you're embodying these postures ancient postures that you don't know what the original practice was really signifying were, were these poses they did before war and you're doing them first thing in the morning before you come and take care of patients and i was like well, I'll be darned. Like I had never thought about it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was a really beautiful, you know, questioning. I still think like she, I, I still encouraged her. I'm like, I really think you should chill out about your preconceived notions of yoga. And it's a movement style. It's a lifestyle philosophy. That's what, if you talk to any yogis or mm-hmm. experts in the field, they will tell you that. Um, some people do have an experience, Rachel, like Rachel was talking, like I have such this like cleaning, spiritual, clean and hygiene um, experience with yoga. Yeah, a lot of people do feel that way. And they may think of it as a religious or a spiritual practice. And that's okay. Mm. I don't see the problem with that. (laughs) Uh, But at its core, like in the text of yoga, that's not what it's about. It's not like there's no God we're praying to. There's no, like the sun, I guess. I guess we're the sun salutation. (laughs) But that's not really like we're not yeah. it's not embodied as worshiping God energy yeah it's that's not what we're doing I feel like <laughs> I feel like as a Christian when I went you know the first time I was kind of like oh what is this I didn't you know because I definitely had those preconceived notions of like oh this mm-hmm. is against my religion I'm I'm making sure they understand that I'm thinking about Jesus while I'm doing this and, <laughs> and while my while my ass is in the air I'm thinking of Jesus yeah, oh, I'm like, right yeah get in here get in my soul Jesus get all of it and I'm like but you know as I it is it's a form of exercise it's a gent you know and and even now there's certain yogas I don't do because I'm going through a gentle time on my body from from body trauma and things and and mental health trauma so I know there's certain things I can't do and that's an athletic thing and that's a body movement and the sun salutation to me is like thank you for this beautiful important part of our existence that if we, we are creatures that, of light we, and like, I'm like that was God made <laughs> And so I'm like, you know, you can take it as that, or you can, again, it is, it's, it's somewhere in the room when you're in there, you have every different sort of thought um, going on and that's the beauty of it, but yet you're all connected. And I think, you know, connection and community is so important to God and it'd be like taking a cycle class. It's like taking a kickboxing class. It's just a different form of movement 
And then you make it what you want. You know, you get on that cycle and maybe you're like, I'm pumping up. I'm getting ready for God. God. You know, you can make totally. it spiritual if you really want. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I challenge people that are Christians to, to go a few times and, you know, it's, it can be intimidating, you know, like, oh, am I wearing the right clothes? Am I doing the right thing? And if you're in a good studio and you're with a good teacher, like Jen made us feel like I've, I've taken a couple, I got to be at a retreat with Jen and, and do a couple of her classes. And it was like, well, first of all, one of them, we had like the coolest music on. It was oh, thank you. Like gong <laughs> bells and whatever you, you think of. <laughs> it's stereotyped right right it was it was great music and we do we did a couple different kinds and um and you know and I've gone to different places where I love the restorative and I there was this illumination yoga I'm not a hot yoga person um and I don't think you have you can go all in you can go to India and mm-hmm. study if you want to or you can just go in my bedroom I literally take out <laughs> print off papers put on my own music and just do some stretching and have some quiet breathing time that feels great. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the extreme. Yeah. I think we just, when we don't know, we have fears. We talk about this all the time in our podcast, Mm -hmm. especially the show, the last kingdom that we're watching right now, everybody acts out of fear and of control Mm -hmm. and of agendas and manipulation. And I think those are a lot of our themes that we go into. And so, you know, just like we're talking today, that openness and community and like being confrontational and asking that conversation you got to have with that person, maybe it didn't change her mind. It opened up yours to seeing what else people might be feeling and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also you're gentle, still, but firm going, well, I think you should give it a try, but yet <laughs> you're like, oh, well, you're wrong. You're an idiot. <laughs> you know, it's I mean, just yoga. Right. Yeah. That's not <laughs> an approach that's going to get people open to wonderment. Um, and wonderment I think it's Mr. Rogers that was afraid we were going to lose wonderment no no yeah and I do I do think that's scary if we if we lose wonderment if we just are programmed and we just do whatever we're told to do because we're doing it because somebody else said to do it yeah Yeah. question everything absolutely I had um the daily calm I do that I love that app and in the mornings I do meditation and she did the ham in the pan Sarah we talked about that on the podcast yet Mm -hmm. The, the thing where the, the, she, they did that in the meditation at the end, it was like, okay, we always do things because we don't, we just do them because we do them. And it was the, she goes like the lady who had the ham and she cut the end off and the friend was like, why do you do that? And she was the like, grand, oh, my mom, the great granddaughter. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. she asked them mm-hmm. the way they told it. And this one was like, then she was like, mom, why do we cut this off? And she was like, I don't know. My mom always did it. And so she calls her mom and she's like, well, the pan was never big enough or the oven was too small. So I had to cut, this was the story they told. The oven was too small. Oh. So I cut the end off so that it would fit in the oven. <laughs> Nobody knew why they were doing it. They just did it. wasn't just ceremonial. Did it. <laughs> it was just because of the oven. Yeah. It's just because we do it. Things That's do how you do, do it. In that way, because we're told mm. and we're, you know, we were talking about, I'm going to stop us, but unless Sarah, you have something, but the man, I mean, the whole mammogram thing, I mean, we do it because this is the way. Are there other options to other things besides in health, in religion, in anything that you do, raising children, whatever? Yeah. If something doesn't work, why do we keep doing it thinking that it's going to have a different outcome? Let's try something else. If we get to a yeah. point where we're like, okay, this, I don't think this is working. Let's try something different. But no, we try to make that old thing 
work. We just think, no, we just got to do it harder. We just got to work harder at it. It's going to work. We're going to make it work. Just love it. Let's let's try something different. It might work. Yeah. Let's try it. Absolutely. And that's, that's been a big, I think, like, I'm always looking to optimize. I really like radical optimism, just it can always get better. Um, A lot of people have even told me um, it's like a foolish, a foolish thought to, to be a radical optimist. Like you need to be in reality. You need to have your feet on the ground. And again, do I like, (laughs) do I, I I don't know. Reality happens like no matter what, it'll bring my feet down. What if I continue to move my energy forward in a way that is radical Mm -hmm. and does believe like what, what if the best happens instead of the worst? Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like that's great. And I'm always, I, and I have days, I have days where I'm not the radical optimist. I'm pessimist through and through and need my pity party. We are human, but my default that I'm always going towards is that radical optimism. What if, what, what if we knew a little bit more? What if we tried a little bit harder? What if we tried it this way? What if we just, you know, like it can always be better. Mm -hmm. Nothing is broken. Um, And that's a big thing too, maybe to tie in our our Christian talk is there's this rhetoric that everything is broken, right? You are imperfect. Mm -hmm. You are you are not. And I've, that's the big part of, mm-hmm. of the church that I disagree with. I think that there is this potential for us to be radically awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, just as long as we get out. Absolutely. Of <laughs> we have to get yeah, out of the way. Absolutely. I love that uh, radical optimism. Yeah. And that above down inside out philosophy, that's a big philosophy in chiropractic. It's called ADO, um, a above down inside out. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's really your thoughts infiltrate everything that mm-hmm. happens below you and what you put into your body helps you express mm-hmm. the outward, um, you know, animation through life. So what we're feeding That's our right. brain and feeding our insides is going to animate us. So let's make sure mm-hmm. it's high quality content. <laughs> yeah. Cause like your it. thoughts become your reality. They yeah. really, really do. They really, really yeah. do. Absolutely. So be careful. Uh, Jen, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Absolutely. Tell us us where our audience can find you. Where you can find me? Instagram. Um, Yeah, I'm. I'm a little to learn a little bit more about what you're doing and who you are. And yeah, absolutely. So you can find me. um, I'm on the internet. I'm searchable. (laughs) You can find my. (laughs) You can find circus stuff if you go into YouTube. Back in the depths of YouTube, there's probably some circus stuff. Just type in my name, Jen Rauscher. We're putting that on the Instagram page. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna find Um, it. We're gonna find it. (laughs) It's like it's back before everyone had cell phones, so like there's not as much content out there, Um, but it's out there. Uh, but you can, you can go to my Instagram. My personal Instagram is the genuine adventure, like my name, J E N N U I N E adventure, the genuine adventure. Um, I also have a more professional, um, IG that I am starting. It doesn't have as much content, but it's the uh, root cause doc and it's a period between each word. So root period, cause period, doc, D O C root cause doc. Um, so those are okay. my two Instagram handles. I don't do any other social media because I don't have time. Um, so that's the best place yeah. you can find me. You can also, again, you can search me. I work for Cairo One Wellness Centers. That's searchable. I have my whole life story and my bio on their website. So you could look that up if you want to learn a little bit more about me. Um, and don't don't hesitate. Reach out. I love connecting. Community is everything. 
I know it is. Get in the DMs. Get in my DMs, y'all. Send her all (laughs) the questions. (laughs) Yeah, I answer back. I am. I have time to answer. I'm not. um, I'm not offended or encumbered by that. I love to help. It is my job to serve the people. So um, I can't give health advice, but if you have questions on how to get health advice or how to find resources, absolutely reach out to me. I would love to help. And I love the, I love the community guys have built. I didn't get to mention it, but I really love the, you know, the nickname for your community could be this quantum Christianity, because we really talked about all these different ways that we're entangled with each other. But mm-hmm. like, like you said, Sarah, like, where's the club where you can all come together, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Quantum, so, quantum Christianity. Quantum Christianity. Quantum. Quantum. That could be your t-shirt. The Church of Quantum. The Church, of <laughs> the Church of Quantum. I like it. That's a church I would go to. <laughs> we'll get on it. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. Thanks. We'll have a hula hoop halftime show. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you ladies so much. I really yeah, thanks so much, Jen.